Hey, Seattle hockey fans, happy, uh, what's today, Thursday? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. We are going to recap the, the OT loss, the first OT loss of the second season. We're going to get you ready for tonight against Los Angeles. Go Blake Bolden, uh, but go Kraken, of course. And um, a few other things here and there. We're going to hear from Ryan Donato. You know I was going to play. You knew I was going to go back to Ryan Donato. Come on. All that's coming up on Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. The MNHL is back. Seattle Kraken hockey is back. And soon enough, they will be back in Seattle, in the Pacific Northwest, at Climate Pledge Arena. But before we get there, we have to talk about the OT loss to Anaheim. Yikes. We got to talk about that. We also, let me take these off for those watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening on your favorite audio platform. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hope that you'll come join us on playback. Actually, speaking of playback, JD Hernandez, host of Locked on Ducks, joined me on playback. I'm going to play back <laughs> our conversation immediately following the overtime win for the Anaheim Ducks. Um, that's, we're going to get to that in a minute before we do that though. I just want to quickly go over the stats. So it was a five, four win for the Anaheim Ducks. You see that both teams scored in the first frame. It was actually Troy Terry. He bookended the game for those who didn't know spoiler alert, but we get Jared McCann on the board there in the second period. We owned that had two goals compared to the Ducks one. And then the Ducks flipped it and reversed it, as I like to say, Missy Elliott style. They had two goals in the third. We only had one. And, of course, they had the one that counts in overtime. We had uh, the Bees, <laughs> Burakovsky, Bjorkstrand, and Beniers. Not only did they all score a goal, but you also see that Beniers, he assisted Jared McCann. Well, you'll hear what I think about Beniers in a little bit. Um... Shots on goal. We set a record for 22 shots in the first period. Um, that's, it's a record because that's the most shots we have ever put up as a, as a franchise in Seattle Kraken history. The former highest was 19. I think that was back in February, if, if I remember correctly. But don't quote me on that particular one. Um 48 shots to 27 shots. So I like on the one hand that we are getting shots on net. Of course, the fact that the Anaheim Ducks had only needed 27 shots to produce five goals and we needed 48 shots to produce four goals is not making me feel so good. That being said, <laughs> that being said, Anaheim has got a fantastic goalie in John Gibson. John Gibson made 44 saves. Obviously, he let up four. See, saw 48 shots. 
and was lights out fantastic, including got the primary assist on the game-winning goal. We need some of that. Anyway, let me take you to, these are little snippets. You're going to see a still image if you're watching on video. Obviously, if you're on audio, you'll hear the conversation. But JD and I really broke this down. I absolutely was in love with the game-winning goal. The only thing I didn't like about the game-winning goal is that it didn't belong to the Seattle Kraken, but you'll hear my enthusiasm. I thought it was a fantastic play. You know how I feel about defense. We're going to get to that. But here's JD and I reacting immediately after the overtime win for the Anaheim Ducks in what was their first game of the 2022-2023 season, just like us. No kidding. My goodness. And so it begins. I, it was a few days ago, maybe sometime middle of last week or, or the week before. I was breaking down how many... Actually, you know what it is? I'm, I'm, I'm spoiler alert. It was when we were, we had to do that over under video. Those haven't come out yet. Have they? No, that's what I was like. What? And then I realized well, we I can spoil it. We can spoil we can it. Here. Spoil it. Okay. So we were asked to do an over under, um, based on bet online, the over under at 85 points for the Seattle Kraken. And so in preparation for that, I was looking at how many times the Seattle Kraken have lost by one goal. Let me tell you, that was painful homework to do. And here we go. Game one, season two. <laughs> and then I looked like how many of those were in OT and like, you know, what was the Venn diagram, so to speak of what was the overlap of, you know, one, one goal games. It's that we almost lost. a perfect circle. Oh my gosh. I, lo I love that comment there. Larson trying his hands up positionless hockey. positionless hockey okay i i alice and lucan and i have had this ongoing for a year conversation about positionless hockey and how it gives me like just the sweats i don't like it i don't <laughs> so that comment is hilarious i love it but that's why when you said larson i was like excuse me who who took the shot I, look <laughs> i'm just i'm just telling you what i see like, that was wild to me. I hype, I hype up Troy Terry like crazy, but come on, three-point night for Troy Terry? How that can I not cool. hype him up? No. How can well, I not? And I talked about it on today. So Troy Terry was in the game notes. Uh, Kraken Killer, I think, has earned the title. Uh, and probably... Yeah, sorry uh, about that. <laughs> probably right now, this is our postcast. <laughs> so good on Anaheim. I mean, came back. Our um, joint... Postcast and the title of this book that's of this postcast is Troy Terry, really? <laughs> Troy Terry, really? And for me, it's uh, I mean, Troy Terry, what else can we this? Killer. Troy Terry, really? Cracking killer, just cracking killer, or Gibson. Yeah. I mean, come on. The, the reason that you're even able to, to keep in this game is because Gibson did a great job. I think in the first period, the Seattle Kraken, obviously we had the most shots ever in franchise history, our whole year and one game history. <laughs> we had the most <laughs> shots at 22. But I mean, if you look at some of those opportunities, first period, that really stood out to me. And then again, again, that Eberly chance, that Tanev chance. I mean, that one hit 
that hit post. But if Gibson isn't yep. stealing on that post, then that has a chance to eke in. So I think Gibson is another player that absolutely gave the Ducks every opportunity. <laughs> this is a play on what Ron Francis says about Shane Wright. <laughs> Gibson gave the Ducks every opportunity to win this game. Yes, he did. And before I talk about John Gibson, I'll do John Gibson first. So looking at the expected goals, shout out Nat Statrick, the expected goals in this game were Seattle Kraken three and a quarter, mm. Ducks 1.4 approximately. Wow. The Kraken were expected to score a lot more. And this is even strength, by the way. This is oh. not all situations. Even strength, the expected goals were 3.28. Expected goals overall were almost five. Wow. John Gibson kept the duct with, you know, 44 saves and an apple in the end, by the way. That was a nice apple at the end. Hashtag let the kids play. <laughs> let the let kids, the kids play. play. I could get used to this. Look who got all the points for the Ducks. I mean, I could get used to seeing guys like Troy Terry getting three points. Mason McTavish getting two points. Trevor Zegers getting two points. The future is here, folks. The future is here in Anaheim. And this is the kind of chaos that we can expect to see in at the Ponda. And if it's chaos that we love, then yeah, I'm all for it. And Gibson is the freaking man for that pass. But That was an amazing pass. Way to play that off the boards. I mean, it was just beautiful. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm here representing the, the Seattle Kraken podcast. But, I mean, game recognized game. That was amazing. Great transition hockey. Great transition hockey. And what is OT hockey but that? Taking opportunities um, in transition. And Seattle had that chance. Very odd to have Larson lead a breakaway. Uh, but then again, going back to the positionless hockey comment, which I know is a joke, but also like WTF. Burakovsky That's the best had, comment of the night. <laughs> Burakovsky had no idea what he was doing. He wasn't really behind by that much, but defense is so much about anticipation and staying and keeping your uh, the, the player that you're guarding in front of you and he lost that step and was never able to regain it again great job just shading him so that even on the back check he could not get to the puck such great body positioning i'm obsessed with that last play it didn't go the kraken's way but just as someone that is is just obsessed with transition obsessed with using the body and how important positioning is that was a fantastic mm -hmm ending to this game <laughs> yeah that's a dimension that troy terry's added in his game over mm. the last season and game <laughs> to to quote you there <laughs> troy terry before last season he didn't have that element of his game where he would just try to go like one dimension like he was a one-dimensional player and he is in a sense still sort of a systematic player mm. and by the way i put it up uh shout out to anaheim sports for having the full replay of that save. So John Gibson got it on his left pad and it kind of just kind of trickled around his pad before finally sitting in and Troy Terry going high glove side. Look, you want to talk about having an improvement in the game. 
that's where it is with Troy Terry. It's that backhand shot that he's improved on a lot. That's added another another big element to his game. But another just huge element, like you said, is protecting the puck. Yes. Protecting it from, yes. from York Strand, where yes. Terry kind of moved it back, forehand, backhand, and kept the puck on his stick. It's yes. those little things yes. that's going to make Troy Terry a star in this league. And I said it as a bold prediction. I I am believing this more and more. I think Terry could be a 40 goal scorer this season. You did put that out there. I I I heard you say it. I saw you say it. Listen, from what I saw, small sample size, but again, the positioning, uh, so the protecting the puck, those are things that you need. And if this is something, because again, you watch obviously this team a lot more than I do and with a lot more detail, if that's something that has improved in a season and a game, uh, <laughs> I think that bodes really well for his future, for the team's future. I think that's awesome. That was a good, sound hockey IQ coming to fruition. And I think overall, the Anaheim Ducks, they did a great job of playing their game throughout the game. Even when it was rough, they played their game and they stuck to it. I, I felt that this was a choppy performance from Seattle. And you kind of alluded to this in passing. Um, you know, you were like, yeah, you know, are, are they going to kind of say, oh, we're up two goals? And, you know, and I think I don't I think there's a part of that that maybe especially with how much time we had left, we were about yeah. 12. Yes, that's 12 minutes or so left. That's where I pointed out. There was two plays one with 12 left, one with mm -hmm. 11 left, mm -hmm. where Seattle got a little bit lackadaisical yep. with the puck yep, and had a couple of turnovers. Not bad turnovers, but a couple of turnovers. But it adds up. That you could tell that the Ducks were kind of sniffing something right there. They were, yep. they were sniffing blood. And, you know, you say let the kids play. But for Seattle, we, we have two young guys. Everyone knows we've got two young guys. But everybody else... What is your excuse? I don't know what the excuse could be for Seattle in that case. Exactly. Be they, they should have kept their... If you're not thinking about this, if this isn't being reiterated to you on the bench, if you're not identifying it for yourself and as a team, mm -hmm. then you lose yep. a game in overtime. That's what happens. Two-goal lead, worst lead in hockey. <laughs> worst lead in hockey. I, I know you joked about it, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know DF already left, but um, I, um, I think, again, the Anaheim Ducks, for me, played the complete game, even when it wasn't pretty, even when it probably didn't feel good. They stuck to their guns. They didn't overthink anything, and, and they really focused on the details. They focused on the fundamentals. And the Seattle Kraken, that teenager-style hockey, as I like to say on the podcast, they lost focus. And, you know, if you don't have your hands at 10 and 2 and you're texting while driving, that's what happens. And we did not keep it at 10 and 2. We were distracted drivers, and that's why we lost this game. The offense, for the most part, except for even strength, which is very weird, the offense was there. What wasn't there and where the breakdowns came is when the Seattle Kraken don't have the puck, are they disciplined enough? And in this game, the answer is no. No. <laughs> no. And that is youth showing partially.
hopefully. Yeah. And and that See, makes me that burns this, my grit. This is going to sound Go ahead. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I was going to say that this is the kind of thing that can make Auntie very angry, by the way. <laughs> is those kind of undisciplined plays. And I think that's the difference between Seattle's youth and Anaheim's youth. Mm -hmm. Seattle's youth has not been completely like they're still very fresh. I mean, they very just got new. drafted. We're new, new rookie, like yeah, proper new, new. true rookies. Anaheim's youth has been battle tested. Segrist right. last season, almost like of the year. Jamie Drysdale battling. Troy Terry, comeback player, even though he's still young. <laughs> and you know who I'm going to hype? Mason McTavish. So Mason good. McTavish. Even though he's a rookie, last season he played maybe like a hundred plus games across six different teams. You know, he's he's got the experience, I guess. Yep. Yep. And again, it goes back to we have two true rookies and we made moves in the offseason, not just for offense, but for veterans, for players who and I talk about this on the podcast all the time, players who were on really good teams, on winning teams, have been on Stanley Cup winning teams, and were role players at best. So a part of the reason that they were drawn to Seattle, especially those who came over in free agency, was for them to have more responsibility and to step up. Now, I did call out Andre Burakovsky. I said I wanted something good from him, and lo and behold, yep. he gave us one in that second period, so I love that. Um, again, I, 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 I wanted to be mad at him on that last play. There's not really much that you can do, especially for a guy that, again, in this positionless hockey, uh, is not really conditioned to, to know how to to do better positioning his body to, to get in better position to either not have to back check or to find a way when Terry did a great job def essentially defending the back check. Burkowski yep. isn't taught that. So I can't necessarily be mad. It's, it's one of those situations. It's a transition. I can't be mad at that. What I can be mad at it or, and it's, I, I mean, I'm frustrated. I'm definitely frustrated. I'm a frustrated auntie right now. Um, but I think what I'm, I'm trying to say is that's what needs to improve. The disappointment comes because with that veteran leadership, we were expecting for them to step up. And at least in this game, they haven't. Now it's game one. We have a whole right. season. And to your point, I know you were talking about Klingberg a lot. You know, they, they we have a whole team of Klingbergs right now. Literally, literally we do. We have a lot of bridge contracts. I've been talking about that a lot leading up to this season. And so they didn't impress me in this first game. Uh, we talked about looking at the stats, looking at, you know, some of the rookie mistakes that Shane Wright and Maddie Beneers made, but Beneers scored. You know, Shane Wright right. was solid. So it's not it's not the youth being young. It's the players that are veterans not having enough games where they've had to be the guy. Ooh, that's not a bad point. <laughs> I can't disagree. I can't. You know, so who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy? And I'll tell you right now, I've I've picked it out. Ooh. I picked it out since last year. The guy? In Seattle is Maddie Veneers. I'm telling you right now. All right. I mean, you know who I think the guy is in Anaheim. I've I've yeah. said his name 11 billion times. <laughs> 11 as, billion. As a, trillion. <laughs> as a 
former colleague of ours would say he he calls him Troy Vechkin. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna get that text in the morning. I already know it. <laughs> Troy Vechkin, I think, is already that guy Troy who Vechkin. is capable, yeah, of being the captain. Look, Troy Vechkin is on pace for 164 goals this season. <laughs> He's gonna score two every day. So you just heard JD and I. Um, I I mentioned it in passing already on the show. Maddie Beneers, the real deal. But also, who's going to be the guy? The Seattle Kraken need some of those veterans, some of those bridge gap guys that I talk about all the time. We need some of those guys to be the guy. Also liked what Ryan Donato said. We're going to get to that coming up on Locked on Kraken. But right now, I'm going to tell you about Bet Online because, as you know, Bet Online is your number one source for football, betting information, but not just football, basketball, hockey, MMA, boxing, it's got it all. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of the things that you need if you want to place wagers in sports. That includes, of course, um, your sports wagering information, live betting, and up to the minute scores. Scores are kind of important when you need. All of that information, betonline.net. You can use your mobile device, your tablet, whatever you got. Head to BetOnline, place your bets responsibly, and make sure you listen to our Locked On shows to give you some insight on some trends and if things like the over-under are good, uh, future bets, etc. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, we started this podcast talking about yesterday. I think it was important, but today is a, is a new day. No day like today. Here's Ryan Donato. I do love his piss and vinegar comment. You're going to get that about what is needed to release the Kraken. Some spice. I wouldn't have used piss and vinegar, but I hear where he's coming from. Here's Ryan Donato talking about what is the lesson to be learned from yesterday and how the team moves forward. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we're not very satisfied with the way it ended, but um, if you're going to hem in on the good things, I think we did a lot of good things. Um, I think it was one of the games where uh, we, we created so much that we were like, how, how could we ever uh, have them come back and win? And, you know, it's, it's tough. It's bitter now, but um, I think if we worry about the things that we did that uh, we could fix and then know that we did a lot of good things and, and build on that and then and bring it in tonight. You know, I think it's so early still, so there's just a lot of running gun right now. Um, I don't think it'll be that much way uh, with this team that we're playing tonight. They're pretty structured and they play a heavy game. But um, as far as Anaheim goes, I think they're very offensive too. So I think last night it kind of was uh, a lot of trading chances. And um, I think we generated a lot, obviously. But um, against a lot of good teams, it's it's tough to do that. Like, you, you got to be obviously more determined and, and all that stuff and, and be a little angry and play a little with a little... Uh, piss and vinegar, but I mean, you just got to know that um, you got to forget about it too, because you don't want to be thinking in the back of your head, oh, we had a bad game last night, we got to win this game. No, it's you got to show up and, and play hard and uh, know that you're playing for something. Donnie boy, I tweeted this, give him the C, make him the captain. I love the way he's talking about this. He, if you watch over on the YouTube channel, you can see the full media availability. That's from Morning Skate. He also talks about being a little bit of a baby vet himself. And with Maddie Beneers, point per game Maddie Beneers, and Shane Wright, the ways in which particularly he was talking about Shane, 
but the, the ways in which he is helping them, guiding them as they navigate their NHL career. And Shane Wright, nothing to write home about necessarily. I think he had a solid game on that fourth line with Coleman and Donato. I think that is going to be the scrappy line, the piss and vinegar line. Maybe that'll be the piss and vinegar line. Um, but, you know, I think he he's still got work to do. So we also heard from, of course, Dave Haxtell today. I'm not going to play that for today, but you can head over to Locked On Kraken on YouTube if you want to watch that media availability. Some notes, took some notes. Um, the mental mindset. So Dave Haxtell. I didn't mention this, but Dave Haxtell said the team didn't talk about the game last night. He didn't have a message to the team last night. One, because you go into overtime, you have another game. It's a quick turnaround early in the season. There's only so much you can say. And also, why belabor it at the end of a game when you know you're going to wake up and do it all again tomorrow? So he did speak to the team today. He talked about the mental mindset and management of the game. You heard me rant with uh, JD about that. And I'll have a bonus episode if you want to listen to the full postcast. So look out for those. Usually they'll be on YouTube. We're just waiting on a graphics package and whatnot. But for my audio listeners, you'll get the full postcast. My reaction to that game. Um, But then also we got, there will be some personnel changes. He said there will be some game time decisions to be made. He felt that Morgan Geeky earned Um, the right to get a start. So he will be in the lineup. That does mean that some other players are going to have to, you know, going to have to finagle, see what happens there. Jones, Martin Jones. We see Martin Jones tonight. Didn't like what I saw from Martin Jones against Calgary. We'll see if he can do better in Los Angeles tonight against Los Kings. I love it. So coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Let's take a look at the game notes by the numbers, players to watch as the Seattle Kraken try to get into the win column. And if they do, I get to crack open my Kraken rum bottle. I honestly don't know why I have a nip bottle of Kraken rum in New York, but whatever. We go with it. Um, hopefully, I'll crack open the Kraken rum. Um, but I'll give you some game notes and some players to watch tonight. Again, we'll be on playback. So after this, I'm going to take a nap for real because I did not take a nap yesterday and it was brutal. Um, But yeah, I'll let you know how you can watch along with Locked on Kraken and Black Rosie Media. Hey, Seattle hockey fans. Thanks as always for listening in to Locked on Kraken. A little bit of a different schedule. I'm in a different time zone. There's a lot going on, including the start of the season. So, you know, bear with me uh, as our posting schedule has changed but uh, hopefully you're having some fun with it. The Mariners play tonight. They also had a pretty brutal loss. So here's hoping that both the Mariners and the Seattle Kraken can get it together. Get it together. Let's get it together. Learn how to, checks notes, manage the game. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's, it's necessary. Game management is a real thing. Anyway, um, what do you need to know for tonight? Well, let me tell you. We've got the uh, the game notes. Um, both of these teams have played. Both teams looking for their first outright win. Now, you see here that the 
You see here in, in the game notes that the Seattle Kraken, obviously they got that point um, because they went into overtime. So we have a point. Los Angeles has no points. So we are ahead of the Kings right now. As it stands, going into this game, we will take what we can. Um, obviously, we don't have the last 10 games. Maddie Benier is leading scorer. You'll love to see it. Our power play is at 60%. Our penalty kill, yikes, at 33% comparative to LA's 80% penalty kill. Obviously, these are uh, this is a small sample size, but something to keep in mind. Uh, so Jonas Dunskoy is out. We obviously know that Drew Krieger is out. Um, Maddie Beneers enters today's game, having total 11 points, four goals, seven assists in 11 career NHL games. Beneers scored a goal and added an assist against Anaheim for his for the first multi-point game of his career. I didn't realize it was his first multi-point game. That's amazing. Talked about this yesterday. Um, Alex Wenberg, one assist shy of reaching 200. I thought Wenberg had a pretty solid game, so I'm very curious to see what he's able to do. Players to watch, Andre Burakovsky. Ford scored his first goal as a member of the Kraken against Anaheim. Enters tomorrow's game 16 points in his last 16 games against the Kings. I called his number in the second period, and he came through for me. Andre Burakovsky, thank you very much. Gabriel Velarde scored four points, two goals, two assists in three games against Seattle. That would be us last season. So definitely a player to watch. I'm going to toggle out of this for a moment because there's something that I want you to check out when you have a chance, I I feel like you're probably getting tired of me um, because I keep talking about how excited I am about the work that Emerald City Hockey is doing. And here's why. They put out a video. I'm not going to play it for you because I want them to get the, the um, I want them to, to get the uh, credit there. But um, they put out a video. This is a short on YouTube. It is lesson Larson Lessons number one, talking about defense, specifically Adam Larson's defense. But check that out. It's a short video, one minute. I love it. Dylan, thank you. I love it. Broke that down, and we didn't have Larson on defense on the breakaway because he was trying, as I put, uh, <laughs> as I put on social media, uh, positionless hockey. <laughs> the way I cackled when someone mentioned positionless hockey, Larson trying his hand at positionless hockey, face palm. Yeah, I mean, Larson's not who we want shooting uh, in overtime, but he's definitely not the one we want advanced, so far advanced that then Burakovsky is the one on the back check in overtime. Uh, they needed to trade places, you know? Like, oh man, that was brutal. But again, talked about it on playback. Um, Tough time, tough time. Speaking of Emerald City Hockey, these are their projected lines. I mentioned that, of course, um, we're going to see Morgan Geeky. So they have Geeky slotted in with Wright and Donato. So the real switch there is Coleman. 
essentially. Uh, and then Flurry and Sprung. Well, we know Sprung is still dealing with some visa uh, issues. So then everything else is essentially the same. So we'll see. We'll see. It sounded like it could be potential that we see a few more changes to the roster than just slotting in Geeky for Coleman. But who knows? Who knows what we will see? But I know I will see you tonight as we have another Seattle Kraken watch party on playback. This is an opportunity for you to watch the Seattle Kraken game with me live from wherever you are comfort of your home, your mama's home, uh, whatever you got going on, come watch the game with us on playback. Again, we are taking on the Kings. This is a little bit of what we have as far as data points and stats from the box scores. Both teams only played one game, so we still have to figure out um, where they're going to be in the pecking order. The Los Angeles Kings were ranked ahead of us. Ahead of us at three. We're at seven in the Pacific Division power rankings as voted on by the Locked On NHL hosts. We'll see. I, I, I you know, we talked about this on playback. We have an over-under video coming out. So I, I mentioned this on playback, but, uh, oh. I don't like the over-under. I, I don't know where that number came from. I think it's too high. So anyway, come join me on playback. I'm going to take a nap. Hopefully you're well-rested if you're not on the Pacific or if you're not on Pacific time and you're trying to stay up late or early, maybe who knows, watching Seattle cracking games. But you know what we do. We hold fast. We stay true. And let's go cracking. Will I get to crack o- open my Kraken bottle? I'll get a real one for when I'm back in Tulsa. <laughs> uh, I just don't drink rum that much these days, although I do love rum. I, I can like sip rum. So the Kraken sponsorship I really liked. Uh, anyway, hold fast, stay true. Let's go, Kraken. I didn't wear the jersey today, just in case I mushed them a little bit. Just in case I mushed them a little bit. So I have the jersey. We'll have it ready for Saturday since, of course, uh, that is the home home jersey, deep blue. Can't wait. All right, folks, I'll catch you on playback tonight. If you need the link, it's in the show notes, and you can always find it on Locked on Kraken. And uh, postcast, social media, all of the things, at Locked on Kraken, all one word. Or you can follow me at elindsay08, E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, 08. You know what we do. We hold fast. We stay true, and tonight, game day, we sail out and proud. Let's go Kraken.